Amen. Hey, church, look, tonight, you know, worship is so essential to what you and I do every single day. We're supposed to stay connected, and it's the outward expression of what the Lord is doing on the inside of us. Amen. It's that worship time. So tonight, church, like like many of us on this platform, we've been singing for a while. We've been warming up. We've been practicing. I hope you've done that the rest of this week. I hope you brought your halls with you. I hope you have a water next to you or you need to go out there because church, the Bible tells us that if we don't worship, then the rocks are going to cry out. Amen? So church, here tonight, we're going to do that. Ready? Say Let every breath, let every breath that has breath, that has breath, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let every
Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. We breathe out that praise tonight, Lord, because of how good you are. Yeah. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Come on, let's continue to praise him tonight. Yeah. We just want a word. You calm the storm that surrounds me. We just want to work. The darkness has to retreat. We just want to touch. I feel the presence of heaven. We just want to touch. My eyes are open to see. My heart can't help but believe. There's nothing that Let all agree 
There's no power like the power of Jesus. Come on, you sing it. I will believe for greater things. For greater things. There's no power. There's no power like the power of Jesus. Let faith arise. Let all agree.
Is that your desire tonight? Come on, sing it. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. Make it your desire tonight. Sing it. You're all we want. Say, Holy Spirit. Holy to glorify your name. Sing it. You are good in all things perfect. Oh, I can't trust your promise. I've never seen you turn away. You have loved me undeserving. Oh, I have seen your mercy. Follow me all my days Oh, it doesn't make sense How your love is so good You called me your friend And I thought I was too far gone And I know You're never gonna let me go Sing this, say You are good And you can only be good You can't be anything else can't be anything else. You're so good, God. You're so good, God. Come on, sing it out. Hindsight is out. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Oh, I can look behind me. Just how far I've come You saved me from the brink of falling Mercy shutting doors before me Now see all the good you've done When it doesn't make sense and the future's unsure I look in my past and I see you there all along I know you're never gonna let me go You are good And you can only be good You can't be anything else You can't be anything else You are good You can only be
God that he didn't know what it was going to turn into, he went up to the mountain to worship God. When David was facing persecution from his whole nation, from Saul, from the king, he continued to praise God. He continued to worship God through song and through dance. Church, we can continue to do so. We continue to do this in spite of our circumstances because we know God is in our circumstance, church. We do not praise him because we're in a valley. We do not praise him because we're on a mountain. We praise him because we know that God is good and God will see us through everything we go through. And so we continue to praise him, not just through this repetition of words that we've memorized, but because we know the meaning of them. We've experienced the meaning of them, church. So we hold them dearly in our hearts and we continue to praise him and to worship him and to just thank God for being God and for being so good, church. So Father God, we come to you tonight. Lord, we've been in this time of musical worship. Lord, through lyrical beauty, God, to lift up your name, to praise you, to glorify you, God. And we will continue to do so, God, even when the the music is silent, God. Because we know that you are not just confined to this room. You are not just confined to a song, Lord. Father, you are open. You are everywhere that we go, God. We know that whether we're in the car, whether we're at home, God, whether we're at work, Lord, you are there right in the midst of our circumstances, God, and you will see us through it. God, we thank you in the valley. We thank you on the mountain, and we praise you everywhere in between that, God, even in the unknown. Father, we thank you. Lord, we continue to lift up this praise to you. Lord, we love you, God, and it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen. and harmony with my God. It is almost beyond imagining, but perfect days of walking with him in paradise are over, and now I am destined for days of separation and longing for my true home. My sin is beyond God's grace to forgive. I have come to realize that it is foolish to believe that God could accept me after all that I had done. How can it be to think that all my prayers went unheard? How foolish it was to believe that he loves me. There is nothing left to do but declare that I am lost without hope and future. And I can no longer believe that I will be restored. When sin came into the world, it brought death. But Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died in our place, and it brought life. He rose again, and everything turned upside down. I will be restored, and I can no longer believe that I am lost without hope and future. 
There is nothing left to do but declare that He loves me. How foolish it was to believe that all my prayers went unheard. How can it be to think that God could accept me after all that I had done? I have come to realize that it is foolish to believe that my sin is beyond God's grace to forgive. Days of separation and longing for my true home are over. And now I am destined for perfect days of walking with Him in paradise. It is almost beyond imagining, but I will live in peace and harmony with my God. And it is no longer true that all hope is lost. You know, I just love that video, family. You know, that video, uh, Pastor Richard was using that video for his Sunday sermon series uh, that we just wrapped up, uh, Life's Healing Choices. And I remember when I first saw that video, uh, uh, just like many, may, maybe like many of you here tonight, you're kind of like, if you've not seen that video, maybe you're not here on Sundays for whatever reason. Maybe you saw that video just now, and that first half, you were kind of like, uh, wow, wow, that kind of took a turn. I thought I was supposed to come to church to be uplifted, right? And then it went in reverse, how many of you guys had that initial thought of like, wow, that kind of went somewhere. I did not expect it, right? But church, uh, I took a page from Pastor Richard because uh, I wanted to, to kind of take that video of, as I've taken so many other pages. And thank you, Pastor Richard, he's, uh, for allowing me to stand in this place tonight. Um, but church, just like that video, I, I kind of thought, you know, it kind of went in reverse. And it impacted me greatly um, because I believe that you and I, kind of like when it went in reverse, it was kind of a reset in our minds. And church, uh, tonight, I believe that all of us, uh, many if not really all of us, need some type of spiritual reset in our lives. I mean, just this spiritual reset that we're, there's a hunger and a thirst uh, among his people for this spiritual reset. And I want to I touch on that a little bit tonight. You know, tonight, we, we made tonight a, a night of worship. Um, so my message tonight is kind of a, a compacted message, but tonight is uh, our night of worship. And that nearness that we felt during our night of worship, that closeness, that togetherness that we felt, not just uh, with one another uh, here with, uh, in the room. Man, those songs were in a high register. I'm feeling it now. But that nearness that we felt to the Lord... Um, I want us to experience that every moment of our lives. Not just when we're in the four walls of new beginnings. Amen? No, is that what we long for? Right? This, 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 it's what we call this intimacy with God. This intimacy that, that we want, that we feel when we say, You are good, you can only be good. Do we sing that just here? Or do we sing that out there too? Like, do we feel that intimacy when we say, Lord... I feel so close and near to you right now. But church, that, that intimacy sometimes is disrupted. We feel sometimes that that intimacy isn't there. And, and I want to talk about that because when we leave here, life gets in the way and we feel a lot about it. But church, many of us know what it's like to sit next. Maybe you're sitting next to somebody right now that you don't know. Maybe they're two, three seats away from you. Maybe they're right here. 
but you don't really feel close to them, right? But you and I have uh, intimate friends that we have that are maybe across the country, thousands of miles away, or maybe across the world, right? That we, we, we feel so close to them, even though they're way over there. And why is that? Why is it that we can feel that close to somebody when they're that far away? And I, I, I believe that it's because of this intimacy factor that is built on one thing. And that one thing is trust. That one thing is trust. And see, this isn't true just for our relationships with other human beings. But most importantly, it's, it's also that way with God, with the Lord. How close are you with God? How close do you feel with God? And is it, do you feel that distance because of maybe a sin or there's some noise in your life? And sometimes that trust um, is disrupted with maybe sin or maybe a disappointment. And so, church, uh, tonight that's what we want to talk about. And I've titled tonight's sermon, Ready, Reset, Go. Because I want us to be reset. I want us to be reset. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, tonight as we enter into your presence, Lord, we've already been there, Lord, for uh, well over 40 minutes. Lord, with our night of worship and just singing out, Lord, and crying out from the bottom of our hearts, Lord, in this midweek service, Lord, coming from some coming from the office, some coming from school, some, uh, this is the office, uh, Lord, wherever they may be coming from, but Lord, may we, may we spend this time, Lord, focused on you, leaning into your word, Lord, to draw nearer and nearer to you. In Christ's name I pray, amen. You know, church, um, for, for, for some of those young people in the room, I don't know if we have any Gen Zers in here, or they might have left next door by now, but um, some of my Zoomers, well, we, we call them Zoomers, you might not get this. Gen X, maybe, but for us millennials and for the boomers that bought us these consoles, you will totally understand, okay? How many of you guys remember um, that our, we, there was a craze back in the 80s and the 90s, and it was Nintendo, any, the NES system, the Nintendo Entertainment System. You guys remember that? Okay, well, for those that remember it, if not, you're about to go to school today. So take out your notes, because one day, these Xboxes and these Playstations and all these other awesome gaming consoles that you guys depend on, they're going to go, womp, 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 Okay, and we're going to be stuck with our duck hunt. Okay? <laughs> but the, that gaming console, those gaming systems back in the day, those, we had those cartridges. If you guys remember, we used to put those cartridges in there, right? And... Um, if they didn't work, what would we do? Right? We'd blow into those cartridges and we'd go, and there we go again. And sometimes we'd get in there and we'd have to insert them and push them down, right? That's how we inserted our games. And we'd insert them and we'd just go, click, click. Right? We'd shake them a little bit or we'd do this. You can't do that to anything that they make today. But that's what we did, and I used to love Mario. Who, who, who loved Mario, right? Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers was where it's at, right? 
And if you weren't so good at Super Mario Brothers like me, I mean, my wife is a G when it comes to Super Mario's. I mean, she will beat it in 20 minutes. She, she's always claiming that I can walk the turtle. If you know, you know. I don't know what else to tell you. But if you can walk the turtle, you good. That's all I got to say. I never knew how to walk the turtle, so I had to go nine whole stages. She went from like stage two all the way to nine because she walked the turtle, whatever that meant. But church, maybe you were like me that you weren't so good at it, and those little, those little mushroom things with little legs or those, those rolling turtles would get you real quick, and then you were out because you would get three lives, and you were out real quick. And so when you were down to one life, like me, constantly, you would, on our controllers, if you remember those controllers, they had a start button and a reset button on the, on the console, rather. And that console had a power button and a reset button. And you would press that reset button, and you'd get three lives all over again and start Mario all over again. Right? Punch-Out was one of those games that you really depended on Punch-Out because Punch-Out and... Mike Tyson's punch-out, really, your record was everything. And if you hit rate reset the way I had to a thousand times, that's why I'm a musician and not a gamer, just an FYI, so don't make fun of me. I would press reset because it didn't count against my record. And that's what it is that we want to do tonight. We need that spiritual reset because this disruption that you and I are constantly having is this noise and you and I have to remember, hey, man, I want to get back to the start. I want to do that. You know, when, when I was younger, um, my, my dad was, was a full-time gigging musician. And so my family and I, my mom, my sister and I, we spent a lot of nights alone. And uh, it's, it's okay. I can talk about it now. I spent my time on the couch with my therapist. So I'm okay talking about it. All right? But I spent a lot of times with my mom alone. I remember she used to have this clock radio next to her bed, and we used to lay down, and, and, and we used to listen to this clock radio, and we used to listen to 800 a.m. And at a certain time of night, when everything was quiet and everything was down, we would listen to her favorite radio station. My mom, she grew up in Juarez, Mexico, okay, as a young teenage girl. And so... We used to listen to Radio Cañón. Pastor, you know Radio Cañón. You're from El Paso. Radio Cañón, La Poderosa de México. And from time to time, you could hear it. You'd hear it kind of... Estamos transmitiendo vivo desde aquí. Ahí le pongo una canción para todos. And then you could hear it in it and out. You could hear kind of what's the songs that were hitting at the time back in Mexico because they were different from the songs that were, that were kind of hidden here and we'd listen to it because my mom wanted to be nostalgic. And so church, that's the static and the disruption that we want to get rid of because we want a clear, clear signal. So you and I are surrounded by disruptions, by static and all this noise. We're talking phones, Tablets, right? I'm using one right now. Tablets, phones, computers, TVs, addictions, negative relationships. Those, those are the things that are, are disrupting and, and cause static and noise with our relationship, our intimacy with God. That's what it's doing to us. 
not allowing us to have a clear signal. You see, you and I, as Christians, we recognize that we need to be closer to the Lord, and we know it. We know the steps. We know what we need to do. And so we're continuing to keep all this stuff in the way. And, and by the way, I'm not preaching that we need to get rid of our stuff. Trust me, I'm the one that tells you, no, I need this. Or just... But we do what we do best, and we, we gravitate right away to our cell phones and to our distractions as it is. And we, we listen to podcasts. We, we, we read insightful uh, articles. We, we, we watch YouTube videos and sermons. Because, see, you and I, as the American church, we are flooded with resources. Hundreds of translations that we turn to. We can turn to any translation of the Bible. We can do it. Flooded. I mean, good books, Bible translations, documentaries, podcasts, uh, vlogs. You name it, it's there for us to try to get closer to God. Ten things to do to get closer to God. We're constantly reading and watching and listening to how to do it. But check, uh, ch- ch- check out what the Lord tells us. In the book of John, chapter 5, he says, You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. We're not going to the source. We're going through a third party. And we're not going directly to the source. And I I know we're not doing it because we want to go to a third party. But this intimacy that I'm talking about can only happen with going directly to the source because intimacy with God is way more than knowledge. Way more than constantly in these articles. And you're saying, no, I'm going to be intimate and I'm going to get an intimate relationship and grow a more intimate relationship with God by reading 10 things to do. And you're going to do check. Check, 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 go to church, go to church, okay, do this or this. And guess what? It's not going to happen. He says, you do all this and you read all the scriptures that you want, but guess what? They all point to me, but in the same way, you're not even coming to me anyway. You refuse, he says, to come to me to receive this life skill. We have to understand that an intimate relationship with God is more than just knowledge. You know, as pastors, family, we, um, we get to work with a lot of you. And uh, some of you, some, some of the couples that we work with from time to time, we get to work with couples that uh, are maybe going through like a separation or, or a divorce, unfortunately, right? That, that is these days a little too common. And I was working with this couple one time, and uh, we'd been working for months. They were going through a really hard time, and they were just right there at the breakthrough. They were just... Mm, they were just going to make it. It was, it, was, it was that pivotal point. And we were what turned out to be one of their last sessions. We were together. And uh, husband comes and he says, you know, Mike, I, I did everything I knew how to do. I, we went, this week was a great week. We, we went out to dinner during the weekend and to her favorite steakhouse, you know, this expensive, very exclusive steakhouse. Candlelight dinner, the music was perfect, the lighting was perfect. I, I got her flowers, and there's still nothing there. There's still nothing there. You see, he, he just didn't get it. He didn't get it. See, 
us as Christians, we're the same way. Because you're thinking, oh, dude, didn't understand. It's, yeah, yeah, but guess what? We do the same thing with God. Because as Christians, we believe that if we just check off these marks, if we just go to this Christian seminar, if I just go to this worship conference, if I just uh, go to this Bible study on Tuesday because um, they're teaching about this subject, it's going to help me. And I go here on Wednesday nights at this service because, um, man, the worship is just powerful there. And then on, on Thursdays, I go to the men's group. And then on Saturday, there's sisterhood. And then on Sunday, we go to the church that has a holy smoke, right, that fog machine that goes around because it, it makes us feel warm. And, and, man, it just creates this environment of worship. It's what we do, but we don't get it. We don't get it. See, this guy is thinking that just going to dinner is going to make it happen, but I'm telling you that the environment has no power to close that gap. The environment that you and I are trying to create, it's, it's, it's only going to happen if we restore the trust. It's only going to happen if you and I restore the trust. That's what it's going to do. See, thinking that being close to God's power will result in being close to God. And that's not how it works, family. Because intimacy with God is way more than this aesthetic experience that you think it should be. That's only going to last you for the moment there. But church, we want it like I had mentioned. We want that aesthetic, aesthetic experience to, yeah, that's all great, but this intimacy with God that lasts when we walk out of these doors, that's what we're searching for. That's what we need this reset for. See, only restoring your trust in the Lord will bring back that intimacy. So you're saying, well, then how? Because, Mike, you know, I, I read my Bible every morning. I get up at 530 and I read my Bible. I'm reading all these articles. I'm, I listen to podcasts while I work out instead of listening to music that I used to because I really want to immerse myself in the word of God and the things of the Lord. But, but you're telling me that that's what am I wasting my time by going through all these Christian conferences, these seminars, these Bible studies? No, that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying that if there's no intimacy with God, that won't last. That won't last because knowing of him and trusting in him are two totally different things. Do you trust in God? Do you feel him close even though he's far away? Do you know that he's right here? Do you know or do you feel him far away even though he's right there? It's up to you. So you're saying how then? Because a secret, if you will, is all in the word. It's to surrender ourselves. Look what it tells us in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verses 14 to 16. He says, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same things we do, yet he did not sin. 16 tells us this. 
So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. That is intimacy. So how then let us go before our God and recognize this right here, that Jesus, the Son of God, before the cloud of witnesses, he says, understands our weaknesses. So remember this, church. God is not impressed by your accomplishments. He's not one bit impressed by accomplishments. He is impressed by your faith. He's impressed by our faith. He doesn't care about our accomplishments and our feats. He's impressed by our faith. He doesn't care how much you know or the quality of your elegant and over-the-top events. He really doesn't. God wants 100% of your faith to be in him. That's who he longs for you to be. Not any books or any of that earthly knowledge. He says, come to me. Seek me first. Seek me first. Hebrews 11.6 tells us, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You know, church, tonight, as you walked in, you were given... You were given uh, a communion cup. Tomas, can I ask you for a communion cup? My brother, I left mine in the back somewhere. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. I got one. Thank you. And so, church, I want you to hold on to this because we're going to be taking communion here in, in, in a minute. But you and I, we can have this reset, this, this reset of intimacy with the Lord. You and I can have this. I don't know where you're at, church, with this reset. But when you came in, church, we, we were given this cup. It holds some grape juice. That grape juice that represents the blood of Christ. And it has a piece of unleavened bread in there. And I will open this eventually. We're going to be taking communion tonight. Before we do, I want you to reflect a minute. Because where are you with your intimacy with the Lord? Do you believe that this earthly knowledge is what is taking you forward and is taking you there with him? Do you believe that you're just checking off these marks? Or do you really, really believe that you have this intimacy with the Lord that it tells us here? How then do we do that by seeking him? Hebrews. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Are you holding firmly to what you believe? 
this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all of the same things we do yet he did not sin so let us boldly come to the throne of our gracious God there there he says there the throne of God are you there I want you to bow your head just reflect for a second and say Lord am I there am I am I missing something Lord is there noise is there disruption to this intimacy with you is it work is it is it media is it technology is it a relationship what is it Lord what is this noise that keeps me from you and keeps me depending on myself what is it I know we all need it Lord so as you're sitting there church I want to pray Heavenly Father um, praying Lord because this bread that represents your body This body, Heavenly Father, that um, was sacrificed, Lord, on this cross for us to have this intimacy with you, Lord, that surpasses, that needs to surpass, that should be at the top of our list, Lord, that you would guide us and that you would direct us, Lord. This is what represents that sacrifice, Lord. Let us not take that sacrifice, Lord, for granted. Christ's name I pray. Amen. You may, you may eat of the bread, church. Father, I hold in my cup in my hand this cup with this, it's this juice that represents, Lord, this um, the powerful, powerful blood that washed us white as snow. Both, Lord, the body and, and the blood given for us, Lord, so that um, once again, Lord, as we continue to seek, Lord, uh, this intimacy with you. This blood that was, this blood that was shed, Lord, uh, for our sins. This sacrifice, Lord, that you gave. That, Lord, you willfully, Lord, and that, that you, you took, Lord, on my behalf. Thank you, Jesus, for this blood. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Let me take the cup. Church, I want you to stay seated for a moment. And we're going to continue our worship time. And this song is the challenge for all of us. You'll stay seated. If you want to stand, you can stand. But I want to challenge all of us tonight. The song is asking us to make room for Jesus. Have you made room for Jesus?
Can you get rid of those distractions that we're talking? These distractions that are keeping you and I from this intimate relationship with the Lord. So as you, you, you stay seated if you'd like, you can stand in worship if you just want to continue just to be in prayer with the Lord. You can do that. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, be with us as we seek and we search your heart, O oh God. We search your heart, O oh God. Here is where I lay it down Every burden, every crown This is my surrender This is my surrender This is where I lay it down Every lie and every doubt This is my surrender
chasing now this is my surrender this is my surrender sing it again you are all i lay it down you are all i'm chasing now this is my surrender powerful sermon pastor mike just took us right to the feet of jesus they the worship team ushered in god's presence but sometimes you're right in the presence of god and you miss him we haven't missed him today i don't know what's if you still need to get tuned in you still have that static Make sure you tune in because God is continuing to pour into you right now. Those of you at home, God is pouring into you right now. Don't let this moment pass you by without making that commitment you need to make. Some of you have never even made a commitment to Christ. How can you have an intimate relationship with Christ if you don't even know him? Oh, I know you love him. You love God, but you don't know Him yet. And if you've never received Christ and you've never given your life to Christ, I invite you to come up right now. I invite you to come up. If you've never given your life and you want to give your life to Christ right now, I invite you to make your way up. Is there anyone here tonight? Make your way up. Make your way up. Make your way up. Make your way up. We want to pray with you. We want to celebrate with you. We want to say thank you, God, for what he's doing. Thank you, God, for what he's done. And you know what? We're going to believe God to do great and mighty things. So those of you standing right here, church, say this prayer with us to encourage them. You all say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and now my Lord. Lead me and guide me. I want to have that intimate life with you. Please take away the static. Let me hear your voice. Not just right now, but every day. I pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh my gosh, we're so happy for you. Man, we're so happy for you. We are celebrating with you. Look, we've got some stuff. We've got some stuff we want to give you. This is Pastor Chris. He's with under construction. He's going to take you to give you a Bible and some material to help you stay intimate with God. Amen. We love you guys. Go ahead and follow Pastor Chris. Pastor Michael, right before they leave, don't walk out because I want you to give them an assignment for tonight. To 
to start someplace because you took us right there and now we're gonna leave and some of us are afraid to leave it's like I gotta take this with me so help them give them an assignment all of us what do you want us to do tonight when we get home look church I think the most important thing we can do is there's this uh, there's this QR code that we have I know I spoke about constantly being and diving and diving into, into knowledge and into books and resources and those are all great it's what you do with that that matters it's what you do with that because if it's for your self pride to say look how much I know no church I want you to pray with your spouse I want you to repent tonight all of us have to do it some came before this altar, but I, we all need to repent and say, Lord, I've put a lot of noise in between you and I. And I want you to write down a list of saying, Lord, these are the things that are keeping me from this intimate time with you. I, this time of reflection to say, Lord, what is it? I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, Pastor, you, you introduced us into our Lenten season. And it's the season of repentance. And that's what I want us to continue to do. And church, if you need help with that, there's this QR code for you to connect with us. Maybe tonight, maybe, maybe tonight you didn't, um, maybe tonight you didn't come before us here at this altar, but you're before God where you're standing or maybe where you're at home. And maybe you made a decision for the first time, or maybe you decided that you wanted to rededicate your intimacy with the Lord. And if you did that, that QR code that is up on the screens behind me or, or maybe in front of you at home, and it says connect with us. And there, there's this box, Pastor, that says, I, I made my decision for Christ for the first time. Or it says, I rededicated my life. I want you to mark those off. And I want that connect. Give us that connect with us slide, if you will, please. That's the right now media. But I want you to connect with us. I want you to connect with us because that's how you and I are going to do it. We're going to reach out to you. Pastor or I or our executive pastor, Pastor Cindy, she'll reach out. and We want to continue this relationship, but that's how we do it. We do it by accountability with one another, Pastor. And that right now media is a resource of literally tens of thousands right. of Bible studies, of workshops, for your individual life, for your marriage, for parenting, for your children, for youth. They have stuff for everyone. But I'm telling you, Pastor, God used you greatly you, tonight. Pastor. From the very beginning, the worship, the praise, but the word was powerful. Thank you. And, Thank you, and for uh, all the old, old school people that know what a... Nintendo is and <laughs> you've been reset. Amen? Now go live it out the right way. Love you, church. Hope to see you guys on Sunday. We love you, church. Bless the Lord.